You're listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight I'm joined by uh, Ray and Sean. How are y'all doing? Good. Good. Alrighty. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, it's a couple of days after Halloween here. We were actually talking before the show, just kind of uh, talking about uh, how many trick-or-treaters and stuff we had and uh, the the inclement weather in some cases that, you know, kept them from coming. So, But otherwise, uh, did, y'all had a decent Halloween? It was decent here uh, for the most part. Got to see a bunch of uh, kids. Um, my neighbor made delicious apple cider that she put orange slices in. So good. Oh, that sounds uh, interesting. Yeah, it was good. Um, and then uh, so we, we had some of that. Um, and then my projector actually worked and I scared some teenagers and I got it on my nest. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Yes, so- <laughs> I saw that. That was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so, I may have to introduce so- a projector into my uh, into my uh, stuff next year. So <laughs> what about you, Sean? I uh, had the foresight of doubling up on my insulin the day before, so I was good. <laughs> I, I, I had all the candy I wanted. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, well, I, um, uh, I I haven't really talked about too much on this show. The other shows I have, um, I completed my ectomobile, and so we drove around the neighborhood. The kids were dressed up, and you know some of the adults were walking, and my wife drove the ecto around. Um, and then when we got back to the house, I actually turned on the the green lights on the top of it, and I'm sure probably bugged the hell out of my neighbors, but no one complained, and everyone that walked up to it thought it was awesome. So <laughs> it was it fun. is what it is. Of course, like <laughs> I said, nine o'clock. We have uh, our kind of curfew for trick or treating was nine o'clock. So right at nine o'clock, I turned off everything. So it's not like you know I was going too late or anything like that. And it was on a Saturday night, so I think most people could understand. So anyway, uh. So uh, we are doing our second cycle of everyone picking a book and the rest of the group reading it. And this time around, I got to go first. And so this month's pick is was my pick, and it was An- uh, Angel Killer by Andrew Maine. Uh, the reason ha- – uh, the way that I got turned on to this book is there are several podcasts that I listen to. Um, uh, if you're familiar with Brian Rushwood and uh, uh, Justin Robert Young and the Diamond Club – uh, they do several different podcasts, and one of the podcasts they do is called um, <clears throat> um, uh, Weird Things, and one of the uh, hosts on that show is the author, Andrew Maine. He is uh, – well, a little bit about his history. He used to be a uh, uh, like a um, cruise ship magician and you know figured out that he wasn't making a lot of money doing that so he figured out the money would be in actually making designing and selling tricks so he started doing that and then he he's kind of done a lot of different things and then he get a, he got into writing and wrote several books that he actually put out digitally and this is actually his first one that uh was like actually picked up by a publisher and published and everything else and since then he's actually got several different series out there uh but this is the first book in the Jessica Blackwood series. And um, I, I, I've enjoyed almost all of his books. Uh, some of his series, you know, I really do love. And um, I've, I've always enjoyed this book, which is why I picked it. And I thought, you know, the rest of the group would, would find it interesting as well. It was also a uh, litmus test as to um, what some of our, our members could handle. Now, Jennifer is still, 
doing her thing in Ireland and is pretty busy with uh, bet- apparently she's <laughs> hiking and and doing homework. That's that's her yep. life right. Now. Um, but uh, apparently it was a little too intense for for Chris. So and I thought it might be, and I thought, well, this would be a good test to kind of for me to kind of judge because, I, like I was telling the guys before uh, we started the show, uh, some of his other books get uh, even more graphic and uh, murdery. <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, uh, so initial thoughts, Ray. Uh, not gonna lie, when we first started it, I wasn't sure which way this was gonna go, whether it was gonna go paranormal or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it went the way it did, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm okay. And then it kind of ended, and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, that's how we're gonna end it. I guess we better get the next book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I, I'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> okay. John? Um, it took me a little bit getting used to the narrator. I've heard her. I can't remember her name. I've heard her in a few other things. By the end of the book, I was used to her, and she was doing pretty good. As for the story, um, it seemed like it had a lot of stuff like he had a lot of components in it that I seemed to like, but it just didn't, it didn't gel as much as I had hoped. And then like he spent all this time explaining everything and figuring out everything that had happened that transpired, that it isn't a religious thing. And then the, the ending of the book is like kind of threw it off in like the last couple sentences. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Sorry, dude. You spent the entire book explaining everything to introduce something like mystical doesn't work anymore. Like it just I, that last little narration or whatever at the very end of the book. Like I don't want to continue on with the series. Oh, I, I'd be I, happy just end it there and, and go you're on good. With okay. my little life. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, the uh, book is, like I said, it's the first series. It's the first book in the ser- in the Jack uh, Jessica Blackwood series. Uh, the conceit of the book is she comes from a family that are uh, magicians. Her grandfather was actually a very well-to-do magician, and um, her father as well. Not quite as not quite as good, but definitely following in the in the family footsteps. And they didn't really particularly want her to follow in their footsteps, but she did, uh, and actually becomes a really good magician. And uh, has a major event happen, uh, a stunt that almost went wrong, that almost kills her. She uh, explains that later on in the book. And she gives it up to uh, at first become a cop and then to eventually join the FBI. And she's basically just working as a FBI worker bee, you know, just kind of doing things or whatever. And then she gets called in and they're like she's nervous because this group that calls her in apparently is this um, uh, mathematician that is specifically hired by the FBI to crunch numbers and see where people are needed and when they're not needed and cut the fat. And so she's like, well, I'm out of here for whatever reason. I don't think I've done anything wrong, but I'm out of here. And it turns out he's like, no, uh, you have a specific set of skills and we've had something come up and we want you to go take a look at it. And the thing that they want her to take a look at is uh, the FBI website has been hacked. And after a week, uh, they're able to break the code, and it points them to this cemetery in Louisiana, I believe. Um, and they go to the cemetery, and it appears that a girl that has been dead for two years 
was not dead and has literally crawled her way and clawed her way out of her grave. And so the top part of her body is like frozen coming out of this grave. And so, of course, they're trying to keep the media away from it and everything else. Uh, As they go to investigate it, the body uh, burns up. Most of it burns up. So they're not able to at first, they're not able to verify whether or not it is this girl or not. And as they keep finding out clues, it seems more and more like it is the girl, even though there's no possible way it could be. Um, This leads to yet another murder. uh, Well, what we think is a murder, uh, a um, a a plane from I cannot remember which group it was. It's a very, I believe. Yeah, it's a very specific group of planes that disappeared in the uh, Bermuda Triangle. One of the planes mysteriously washes up with a with a guy in it who looks like the pilot that, you know, it looks like he's, you know, just died like maybe a couple hours ago. Um, And then after that, it points to yet another murder where a young girl who has wings sprouting out of her back looks like she has literally fallen in the middle of Times Square. And the whole series of the book, she is um, going to these things and looking at it uh, from a magician's viewpoint trying to figure out how was this done because the uh, person who was taking credit for it is referring to himself as the warlock and try to pass himself off as being uh, a supernatural entity that can you know do these really miraculous things bring people back from the dead pull an angel from heaven um you know pull things from the bermuda triangle yeah so can can i just say when when the book started off it said like so it was going to be narrated by two people is what it said <laughs> and then it started off with what i thought was going to be oh okay that's our that's our uh, antagonist mm-hmm. right? it was a, a male voice and that was what it sounded like never heard his voice again until the very end I'm like well what was the point of that so i was just i don't it, know and it, that's the only time it does it in in the book series except for his absolute newest book, and we'll talk about that near the end here. But. Okay, so yeah, it was it was a little confusing because I thought, oh, okay, maybe we'll maybe they're going to share the role in that. We'll whenever you know it's a, a male or from the other person's perspective, we'll hear him. But mm-hmm. no, the, it was just the one uh, narrator the entire time, except for right. the very very beginning and very end, which kind of threw me off a little bit. But um, I loved the premise of this. I, I will say, I love the premise of this. I love how they, how she starts figuring things out, how um, how they start uh, discovering uh, the link between all the different people that are murdered. I, I I think that was fantastic. And then and then goes off the rails a little bit for me when she goes to the where she the next part is supposed to happen uh, after the angel. Okay. When she she goes south to Texas. Okay, I was gonna say. So are you talking about when they go to south to Texas, or are you talking about when she's stuck in the so um, the building? The building was great. I thought there was okay. good tension. I thought that was mm-hmm. great. Uh, that was that was a really good part. It's when she goes to Texas that it kind of fell off the rails for me. Okay. And, and it was only because I thought, okay, you have this premise. You have this, like this guy's ten steps ahead of the FBI, like, and yeah, you're you're nipping at his heels, but like. He's not going to get him let himself get caught. And then what happens happens and it's like, oh, we're going to go here now. <laughs> that was that was the only. So I take it you wanted to see how the at least the fourth and maybe the yeah. fifth murder we're going <laughs> to wind up. 
Okay. You know, save it for the fifth one that she catches up to him. And then, because what I thought was going to happen, what I really thought was going to happen was the fourth one was where she goes missing. And the fifth one was going to be the her his big reveal that I caught her, right? And and I uh, I and in full display of everybody, the witch was going to die. I thought that was going to be the big reveal. And, right, right. And then somehow she saves herself, similar to the the I thought again, she was going to be put in a uh, a trap much like she was when she was almost died. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought there would be something that she knew how to save herself that time, which allowed her to save herself this time and throw off his ending. But anyway, it, it didn't go that way. <laughs> no, it did end up a little differently. Um, so yeah. So what was interesting about, about this book is that he is actually giving up or I say giving up. He is actually explaining actual magic, uh, um, uh, procedure. Like it is, this is legitimately how magicians pull off some of the stunts that he's yep. in, you know, that they're talking about in the book, uh, talking about, you know, pocketing things in your hand, how you would. So for example, uh, the, the first murder is the girl that, that's climbing out and they're like, well, how did he had to have found someone that looked just like her? It, there's absolutely no way it could be her. And they, he would have had to remove her. And then at, um, they find out that there's there's uh, uh, this wet yeah. sand in the in the coffin, which ends up leading them to the next thing. Yeah. And they're like, well, how would he have done it? And she it's her process of thinking, well, OK, how would I do this? And she's like, I can't guarantee this is gonna, how it's going to happen. And that yeah. is one of the things I liked about the fact that when they would look at her with stuff, they were like wanting her to just flat out explain it. She's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. A hundred percent. Like, this is how I would do it. Yeah. Um, which I thought was an interesting way of, of going at it. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the murders. Uh, that sounds horrible to say, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> well, I enjoyed the mystery around them yeah. and then the unraveling, yeah. um, going back to the scene. So after the, the New York incident with the angel, yeah. um, they, uh, they find what they think is, uh, uh, a workshop of his and she gets stuck in there and literally she's, She's stuck. She can't get out. She's not sure if she's going to be seen by the guy or whatever. She has to hold really still. And that's the point where um, we she's going back through her memory about what caused her to get out of magic. And I thought as a set piece, I thought that was great because that's the perfect time to be like, OK, well, yes, of course, you're going if you're stuck and you may die, you're probably thinking back through your life. And I thought, well, that was a good place to insert this you know, this story as to, you know, why she got out of, you know, why she got, you know, so burned in magic. And, and the yep. story is, is she was, she was going to perform a, um, basically, uh, they were throwing, they're going to put her in a coffin and throw it in the, uh, in a, um, um, Very not lovely. a river. Lake. Yeah. Yeah. They were going to throw her in her lake and she was supposed to get out while well, they had swapped the coffins around and it was an actual coffin. She was actually legitimately, Locked yeah. in there, and she just m- barely managed to get out alive. Yeah. And one of the reasons that she was got so burned on it is because her grandfather and father, being the people that they are, didn't miss a trick and were just immediately went on like, "Oh no, everything's fine" or whatever. And she's just like, "I no, I I, I can't do this anymore. That that I'm done. I'm out." So, um, John, anything you want to throw in? Um, that scene where she is trapped in the warehouse. Or actually, the scene, but even before that, when she's in the warehouse, 
that to me was the point where any ambiguity ambiguity in a story up until that point because she is second guessing her own choices and reactions and what if this guy's real and all that right up until that point there was ambiguity but then you see how the whole place is set up for a staging of all these different tricks and all that mm-hmm. and it takes all that ambiguity away and it you nope it's just a smart dude or a group of people and at that point for me the story changed over okay now we're in just a serial killer tracking them down which was still good it, i still enjoyed it but if you wanted to go in another direction at that point no way you you've just killed that whole train of thought so don't even try it and of course they did the very last little with the other narrator coming yeah in. i know what you're they talking about they tried making it something else and sorry it's not you you've taken that away by take basically revealing how everything transpired there's nothing mystical so so what you, okay so you're talking about the very last line where it talks about it's it's like the message it's being sent from one FBI agent to the other asking yeah. do you know what this is yeah, yeah the the 6 years 6 weeks 6 days thing like 6 yeah. hours or whatever it's trying to be more mystical and oh this is pretty deep and all that and it's like you know what you just showed off all your tricks beforehand i'm sorry anything afterwards it's still by some dude so it's like see i didn't take it as being mystical i took it as okay he's got there's something else he's got another plan going like this is this was not the only plan he's got something else going and turns out throughout the rest of the series that is the case there's a bigger objective he's trying to pull off and this is just like this is phase one so, so that's how I took it. Now, granted, I've also read the other books, so maybe that's how I'm I'm looking at it retroactively. Yeah. So if if and this is listen, we can tear into whatever we like. Overall, I enjoyed the book enough to to read the next part. Um, but what I what I would say is if if I wanted to keep the attention, um, and show how brilliant this guy was, and if he had longer term goals, which is what they kind of hinted at as soon as because it, it's revealed that he watched her in the in the um in, in the, the warehouse, warehouse yeah. in that warehouse so he knew that they knew who he was essentially so at that moment i i would have said like instead of making it just some guy like he what it turned out to be sort of uh, I, I definitely would have made it so that it was he was one step ahead of the whole time and she's still learning how to do magic. Right. And and so he's smart enough to be that step ahead that he catches her and does something else. Right. And and um, though he does catch her, I don't particularly like the way that he catches her because it's just some random with that has faith in this person saying mm-hmm. that he's real and we already know the truth. Right. Where if it had been. Like Sean said, once we knew that 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 was, you know, all staged the whole time and there was no mystical part of it, um, because then you you could at least. Yeah, the ambiguity for sure. That's that's where you lost it. So when she goes down to South Texas and she gets caught, it's like, 
I think she'd see it coming. <laughs> yeah. You would think so, but draw me into another story. Like I'm, I'm probably not going to go into the next one. Was what's Devlin? What the the ex boyfriend? Oh, Damien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's still a lot of mystery around him. Yeah. Okay. So, and like I was going to bring that up in a little bit, but let's go ahead and talk. Let's go ahead and talk about Damien. So she has this stalker friend. Ex lover, it's kind of hard to explain. Basically, all of the all of the above rolled into it, and it sounds like he's just a super smart guy. She kind of she even uh, compares him to um, the real life guy from uh, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Uh, that was super smart and was literally just like not meaning to harm anyone, but was just like out to do whatever the hell he wanted to do and was smart enough to get away with it almost completely. Yeah. Um. Damien is an inter- is interesting because he's he's there to help move the story forward and there are parts especially near the beginning part when he starts helping out and he's pointing things out like he's like oh well so obviously y'all y'all caught this and they're like what, what do you mean no yeah. we didn't catch that and he's like oh I thought y'all would have caught that maybe, I thought it was easy maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe y'all are just tired like and it's yeah. like wow you you really know what you're, is is he is he the warlock? And yeah. so yeah. there's a little bit of, well, is he, could he be or whatever? Um, and then we get, and I love the way that he did the thing where he's just like, oh yeah, just to absolutely prove it wasn't me. Uh, I went to Vegas and was on camera for 36 hours straight and still managed to break even because I'm that fucking smart and everything else. So. Um, which I thought was, was fantastic. Um, Damien does show up in some of the recurring books, but not as much. And it's one of those things I'd like, I don't know if he's just kind of been phased out for how he's wanting to take the stories or if there's something grander that I, we just haven't gotten to yet. Um, but yeah, Damien was interesting, uh, especially the last part because, uh, he gives her the ability to, uh, free herself at the end. So at the very end, um, They stumble upon the fourth victim before he's before the warlock is able to capture her. Yeah. And it's a young girl. And uh, they manage to capture uh, the warlock, even though he was trying a, a very simple trick that she managed to kind of see through, you know, an old uh, an old way to hide. You know, I did like the fact that, you know, the way she ra- it was wrapped up was literally the first trick I ever learned is like a four year old girl is literally what was his own caught this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because he's definitely arrogant and that, that's the oh, thing sure. is he's super arrogant and you know, that was definitely his downfall. Um, but, um, but yeah, and then she gets, she gets captured by basically a religious zealot to the warlock and is, you know, he's planning on trying to kill her and drugs her. And the only way she's able to fight off the drugs is because of a, uh, anecdote that antidote, uh, that, um, yeah. uh, Damien gives her just yeah. saying, you know, Hey, be careful. So, yeah. you know, a little serendipitous there, but, you know, it is, it is what it is. It's a book. So, <laughs> Which I didn't even mind that part because, you know, he does say, hey, you know, if you're going to go out by yourself, take these, right? And and all that's fine, but I, I just I, – I, I was surprised where the the story went and, and not in a good way uh, mm-hmm. for that. Just for that part, I was like, oh, you're so close. 
Well, not to break your heart, if this is the case, but none of his books have any supernatural. Like, they may appear that there's some supernatural. There's no supernatural stuff. See, it's all I'm, sleight of hand. I'm good with that. I, okay. I didn't mind that we were in the realm of of reality. I just think that if if this was your super big bad, mm-hmm. you caught him too early. Like He's got to get away in that first book. If he's gonna be, if he's gonna be challenging her to the point of like being the expert that she's supposed to be, and she's got to prove herself to the FBI, I think the first book he gets away. Yeah. See, the rest of the books, he basically orchestrates everything from. He's still able to orchestrate everything from in being in prison, which is there, which is another mystery upon itself. Is like. So are you still pulling the strings or is this all shit you had set up beforehand and it's just clicking along at its own pace and you don't you don't right. even have to be part of it anymore? So he has it, a bionic eye. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, if he's thought that far ahead, right, mm-hmm. I would have played it off as it was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he would escape that first book if it was me writing it just to create some more intrigue and say, Hey, she's got some more to learn here before she can capture this guy. But that's just me. So gotcha. Um, let me see. Some of the other things I wanted to talk about. Um, your thought on the use of magic. Like I, I have, I don't really have any interest in like, I mean, I, I watch a couple of different people who do, you know, like show magic, like Brian Brushwood on, on the internet. I watch and, you know, I've learned some things. But I don't really have any interest in practicing, you know, magic, yeah. as it were. Uh, I find it interesting, and I'm, I'm I'm amused by magic. And I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed it, enjoyed the book, book so much, because it was like, you know, what if someone was smart enough and, and had the skill to do magic actually yeah. was like, oh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some bad shit. <laughs> so, yeah. but, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons I enjoyed it. I, I love that premise of it. I, I enjoyed like you said, it's kind of weird to say, but I did enjoy the the different scenes that were created for for the illusions. Um, I think it's really interesting as to where uh, where all of it was going. Um, and I, the other thing too was the the whole his selection process. I don't know if I mean if whoever's listening, this is probably already listened to the book anyway. So yeah. the the selection process where it's twins that were separated at birth. Uh, and adopted at different families. Like that's that's brilliant to to the software. Okay, so one of the the yeah. way the way that they are able to get ahead of the warlock is um, once again through a tip from Damien. They find this piece of software or they find this website out there called Face Match or Face something like that. Yeah, something or another. And essentially, it is a uh, a website where you can upload a picture to include your own, and it will try to and it will find the closest matches. And one of the specific things it says is because uh, there's a part where they're um, she's trying to talk to the the creator of the software, and he's a real douchebag. And yeah. um, and unfortunately, there you know there's a little part of me that was like, now they're okay. Now this book is written by a male. His his audience tends to be very geeky. Is he just like, oh no, he's a geek, so of course he's going to be a douchebag? I've met this guy multiple times. I've met this guy in real life, and I'm just like, yeah. oh no, I know this guy. So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not just a caricature. I've um, met him too. But he specifically I says don't. the reason why it's so. 
the reason why it's so mine is so much better than everyone else's is because they try to match you to a celebrity and he's like i'm not doing that i'm legitimately trying to do these face matches so what the killer does is he's found two girls that happen to be twins in the case of the second time um he found one of the uh uh avengers it was the avengers um he found one of the avenger pilots and then found someone who looks like that in real life and ends up killing that guy and stuffing him into the Avenger to get the the thing. Um, and then somewhat similar with, with the third girl. Um, but yeah, the, the software, I was like, that's, I I could see something like that being really popular in real life. In fact, because you know that he's and you know it's funny the way that he put it in this book he's like you know yes you know every so often you see one of those things come up on facebook it's like oh no who do you look like and i'm just like yeah i just happen to look like this famous person sure (laughs) yeah i have that though yeah so um (laughs) the last thing i wanted to bring up was um so let me ask you this after covid after everyone's reaction to reaction and action to both COVID the theories behind COVID uh, the um, um, I keep wanting to say antivirus. It's not antivirus. I'm thinking computer wise, the uh, vaccinations, uh, the vaccination alternatives in quotation marks. Um, If someone really did this in real life, Someone was smart enough and had the ability and pulled off these first three miracle deaths. How do you think people in real life would handle it? <laughs> There's a lot of morons out there. <laughs> I think exactly the way he up. portrays it in this book is is how it would be. There would be people who are level headed, like there's no way this is possible. This is not this is not real. It has to be a trick. There has to be something behind this. And I, I would, I would put a million dollars on it. There's going to be a group of people that are swear up and down. Oh no, this guy's legit. This guy has legitimately brought back the dead and and pulled an angel from heaven. And this is the second coming and just lose their damn minds. Uh, and Fox News would be leading the charge. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that guy. Yeah, I can't really. See. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'd be done. <laughs> yes, if he was on the list, you'd be in trouble. So, um, yeah, no, I I agree with you. I think uh, the human species is not that bright. So <laughs> sometimes, yes. Yeah. I, I as a whole, we aren't very smart. <laughs> yeah. so. Um. Well, that's pretty much it. So just kind of a wrap up. Um, like I said, I enjoyed it. I've enjoyed, I'm trying to think, I think there's, there's at least two more in the series. There may be three. I think there's three. I took a look at it earlier. Um, the, the final one came out last year, I think. Yeah. So the newest one actually crosses over with another one of his characters. And so in order to, get completely caught up with this this series the jessica blackwood series you also have to read another series of his the naturalist uh because eventually she crosses paths with the main character from it um i enjoyed that book 
uh, the only thing that would have made it better is he's got a couple of other series out there. And I was just like, oh, my God, is this his Avengers like team up is like all of his <laughs> his main characters going to come together for the one big bad. Um, and even then, we still don't uh, the world. I will tell you, the Warlock is still involved. Um, I don't remember any word of Damien in this newest one. Like I said, I don't know if it's just because he's kind of vestigial tale written him out or if he's got some kind of bigger plan knowing the author i could see there's definitely a bigger plan um but yeah it's uh i've enjoyed the series i enjoy most of his writing and um um uh i i i may recommend another of his books like i said i I think from what y'all are telling me the way that you kind of of the ending i'm thinking you would like the naturalist but there's no way chris could get through it it's brutal as all hell <laughs> I, I, yeah you did tell me that yeah well right before the show started you told us the premise of that one so i'm i'm interested enough to to definitely go in and, and listen to the rest of this okay but uh i think we've lost sean so it's <laughs> yeah and that's fine and you know they teach their own so yeah uh, so final thoughts, like I said, I really enjoyed the book. Um, if, if you like the idea, the premise of what if someone who was really good at magic, really good at planning, really smart, um, decided he was going to watch the world burn or actually had this huge plan that made it seem like the world was burning and he just enjoyed watching it light up. So, um, so like I said, I enjoyed the book. Uh, and if, if you do enjoy the book, if you've read it and enjoy it, I definitely recommend the other ones in the series. I definitely recommend his other series as well, uh, particularly The Naturalist. That's the one that uh, I think premiered on um, New York Times bestseller, like number one or whatever. It like he's got some cachet behind him now, so his books are getting, you know, as they come out, are, are getting some uh, some you know real attention when they come out. So, uh, Ray, final thoughts. Um. I enjoyed it enough to keep going in the series, so I'll see where it all goes. Um, I do already have the second book downloaded. I got to start listening to it now because um, I'm already prepared for next month. Uh, <laughs> I think we all are. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like my only my only changes are things that I would have liked to have seen the story go for my personal reasons, not and not anything other than I just. I would have liked to have seen him get away and not have it all explained in the first book, but that's just <laughs> gotcha. Well, see, I think this was going to, I didn't know. I don't know if maybe here's another thing. So because he is somewhat accessible, um, I thought maybe after we maybe get at least this book under, you know, behind us um, and who knows, maybe we would try to read another one of his books or something. Uh, we could try to get him on the show uh, because I'd li- that's a question I'd like to ask was when you wrote this, you did leave, you know, the possibility for future things happening at the very end there. But was that your initial intent? Did you originally yep. intend to keep going or was this like, all right, well, I'm going to put this out in the world. And if it does great, good. And if it doesn't, oh, well, at least it's wrapped up and yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Sean, I final thoughts. I know what number four, and number five were. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. I enjoyed it. Um, the elements, the premise was very unique um and they even go into like with how many magicians have entered the fbi none uh, so you have a very unique skill set and that was brilliant the, the premise was brilliant the crimes were fantastic um 
yeah, I'm with Ray catching them a little too soon. Um, but even then, that that didn't bother me too too much. Like, cause there were so many avenues that, like, okay, was this the real killer kind of thing? Like, is it a part of a larger cabal or something like that? But it's just somehow that the ending just didn't work for me, and it just kind of tainted the rest. Gotcha. But uh, the the premise was really stellar. Well, um, so, I, I did like that. Yeah, I do have a question. Yeah. And I know it's not confirmed that it was Damien, but how the hell did he know that Damien? Uh, how the hell did Damien know that the airplane was going to land in or on the area that it was? Yeah. And that he got ch- and he chased them down just long enough in order. Like <laughs> there was pretty well everything around Damien. Like he was a mystery character. I really liked him, yeah. but he was also like the weakest part of the entire story because he was the get out of jail free card, or he was the one that pointed them to exactly where they had to go every time i'm like nah i'm sorry i will say up until that point i i was okay with everything damien had done up to that point that final point the only thing i was like well i would have liked if maybe there had been like you know when we when we found you you know you were hurt or whatever you've been asleep or whatever uh by the way we found a tracker on your body yeah yeah Something, something like that. that. Something. Hey, your phone was bugged, and we yeah, were able to track it through that, or yeah, anything. So, <laughs> and that would make a lot of sense, but there wasn't. Or there, think the drugs. Like giving her the antidote was like okay to me. You're part of this whole thing, if not masterminding the whole thing now. No matter who they got in jail, it doesn't matter. This is all like friggin' I love you letter to Jessica. Yeah, I I did think that at one point was like see what you're capable of, right? And and him being behind the whole thing because it was a look. I created this for you, and you passed yeah. flying flying colors, and I wanted you to see what you were capable of, and this is all to prove to yourself how you like. I thought that's where it was going to go at one point too, but no, obviously. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was just it was too like maybe one thing he points out, but there was too much stuff that he was like giving up or solving for them. And I was like, sorry, no matter how smart you are, you can't figure that out unless you already knew what was going on. So well, you've like, done it before. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, see, uh, I'm interested to see if nothing else, I'm going to keep going with all of his books just because, um, and I don't want to give him any, anything away for this yeah. last one. So I'm hoping Ray's going to stick with the series, if nothing else, because I have, I need to talk to someone about this last book because <laughs> I'm like, you, if I'll this happens, you. I'm like, if this happens in this book, the way it happens, I'm like, then what about this though? Because yeah. mm-hmm. like I said, unless you just forgot about it and written it off and you're not worried about it, there's going to be consequences and yeah. I have, and they're not going to be good. And I'm just like, so I, I want an excuse to talk to the guy. <laughs> and and so So. like i'm i'm in on the journey i've I've got the second (laughs) book Uh, i'll get through that one and then uh i'll let you know where we go from there so (laughs) should i get up to that last book for her and then go to the naturalist or should i go to the naturalist so you need uh, i'll i'll look through it and figure out which ones are just strictly her 
Yeah. Finish those, and then you need to read the Naturalist series. Okay. Next, so. All right. Um, I've, I've got her next one, so. Okay, cool. Um, well, with that, let's go ahead and move on to what, what else we've been reading. Uh, Ray, have you been reading anything else? I have. Um, oh, what is it called? i got to go back here. Uh, A Deadly Education. Um, this was by uh, Naomi Novik. Um, basically it's, uh, it's kind of like a, a magic users type of book. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a cost to using magic. Um, but she's at a school, uh, and the schools, uh, in this universe and this particular one, uh, this school, like there's other entities that will eat, uh, people that use magic. And so her whole education is a school that uh, teaches them how to use magic. Uh, and your graduation is you have to fight your way out of the the final floor, right? So you start on the top floor and then you go through all the way to the basement. And your graduation is through the basement. Uh, and that's where all the big bads are that are trying to eat you. And if you survive, you graduate. And if you don't, you didn't graduate. So it was kind of a... <laughs> okay. It was all interesting. Right. Um, what I liked, what I liked about this one though is, uh, one of the differences right off the hop is that we are not following the hero. We're following one of the side characters that is just trying to make it and just trying to get by while the one that has the superpower and like, is like the Harry Potter, I guess, without any, uh, without any better, um, uh, words, uh, you have him kind of as a side character for for our main character and so she you know he's off doing the thing and trying to save the world and she's just trying to survive so i thought that was kind of cool yeah it's kind of interesting yeah so there's two books out for sure uh graduate uh so yeah the first one's a deadly education and then the last graduate is uh is the next book so these may be recommended at some point <laughs> okay <laughs> sounds interesting uh sean you've been reading anything else um so i did the wizard's butler is that the pick for next week or yes next it month? is next yes, month. Yes. okay i'm ahead uh by nathan lowell uh, excellent really enjoyed it and then i also read the apocalypse machine by jeremy robinson um it was Okay, I, I I like a lot of Jeremy Robinson stuff. Um, it's always kind of a big picture science fiction grounded in Earth, and you can have like aliens and stuff like that in it. And uh, this was no exception. It was basically uh, a guy wakes up a creature that basically is miles tall kind of thing and wipes out all life on earth so it can start again uh it was like the source of like multiple extinctions um and yeah the first half of the book takes place as this thing's walking around creating earthquakes and tsunamis and purposely destroying the earth and seeding it with new life and the second half of the book is um the the survivors, the humans having to adapt and stuff like that. So it's, so it's a happy book. Yes. 
it's <laughs> there's a lot of Damien type stuff, like the far fetched okay. stuff in it, but he doesn't pretend to explain it or anything like that either. Um, but it it was good. I would have been happy with this one if the whole book just took place while they're trying to stop the apocalypse machine. But there's like a 15 year gap mm-hmm. in between the two halves, and it's like, eh, it's just kind of. I understood why I did it. It wasn't one of Jeremy Robinson's better books, um, but I. I don't know. It was uh, it was different. So the next one, I think I'm going to go back to uh, biographies for the next one. I think I'm going to read uh, Billy Crystal, still fooling them for my next one. So I like my biographies; they're good usually. <laughs> um, I read two books. Uh, because it was the month of October, I decided to uh, go back and read two of uh, Stephen King's older books, uh, The Dark Half. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, it's basically about a, uh, writer that, uh, um, he, when he was young, he, uh, he actually had a twin brother that he absorbed, uh, in the womb. And, uh, of course, yeah, no, being Stephen King book, uh, later on in his life, he's an okay writer, but then he starts writing these really dark books. And that's what gets him, gets him all of his notoriety, and he's doing it in secret. And it, when people, someone finds out, it's actually him ghostwriting it. And so inst- instead of you know kind of like trying to you know quiet this guy up or whatever, he turns into it, and he's just like, oh no, so uh, we're gonna kill off, we're gonna kill off the other guy. We're gonna you know, and there's not gonna be more books from him or whatever. And you know, hopefully my next book as me will be fine. And uh, the other personality doesn't like that. And becomes mortal essentially and starts uh, uh, taking care of people that get are getting in his way. So uh, there's a little, you know, questionable part at the beginning. It's like, well, is he, is he actually committing the murders himself? And it's, you know, he doesn't remember it. And eventually you're like, Oh no, there's a, there's a separate entity that is, that is causing this. So, um, and then the second book I read is actually one of his better known books, which is the Tommy knockers. I don't know if I just wasn't in the mood for this book. Um, I prefer Stephen King's, uh, supernatural stuff. And this is more, um, alien type stuff. And it's okay. Uh, it, it, I understand where he's coming from. It, it's it's supposed to be the entire entire town's involvement with this, because it's not just it's not like you're just hearing it from one or two people's perspective. Eventually, you know, everyone in the town starts getting affected by it, and and they all get you know, it's just it's long, and there's a <laughs> lot of stuff in there, and there's a lot of back you know back histories for some of these characters. I'm like. Okay, I understand this guy. This guy has a problem. He's really smart. Um, he really doesn't like nuclear weapons. Uh, he's an alcoholic. I got it. <laughs> got it. Still got it. Yeah. Could have cut out a couple chapters there. I, I got it. We, let's move on. So it, it's kind of one of those, Yeah, it's kind of one of it's 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 kind of one of those problems. And there's some other characters that not quite as bad, but yeah, there's definitely some stuff. It's like okay. You could have painted this picture with a little broader strokes and didn't have to be quite as detailed with, you know, why they are what they are. But anyway, um, so, I mean, it was okay. Definitely. I probably I don't know if I'll necessarily go back and read these as 
uh, like I'm, I'm actually re-listening to, um, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, Needful Things. That's another one of his books that I really like. Uh, you know, it's just got a really good premise to it. And I think it, it, I think he actually nails the landing on this one, but, um, some of his books I go back and read over and over again. Some of them just like, yeah, I, I got it. I'm good now. So <laughs> mark that one off. So, and I have a feeling that both of these may end up being in that, in that boat. So, um, so like I said, we had uh, divvied up the books and decided on, on an order. Our next book, like Sean said, is, uh, the wizard's Butler by, uh, Nathan Lowell, who, um, uh, is, is not a uh, unknown entity on on this uh, show. Uh, the only um, have we read it? We haven't read any of his books yet, have we? Not on the no. show. Not on the show. It's on my pick list. Yes. Yes. We are finally um, delving into that because, dear God, I love that series. Yes. So uh, we're probably going to be going down the rabbit hole here pretty quick about a, a series <laughs> that he's done. Uh, we've, we talked about before. Um, we are not doing a book for December. December's just crazy every year. We've all got so much stuff going on with Christmas and and, ju- and work usually and kids and family and everything else. So we purposely are just like, nope, no book in December. Um, uh, January is uh, uh, Jen's book is uh, Braided Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer. I'm saying that, I am saying that correctly. Uh, February's book is Sean's book. Uh, and we're Yay. going to start the series with Quarter Share by Nathan Lowell. Uh, and then March is New Spring, which is Chris's book by Robert Jordan. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we'll be reading here in the near future. And then we'll decide whether or not we're going to do another round of this or if we're just going to jump in with both feet and, and go through those uh, share books. So uh, <laughs> go through all the shares. I, if we go through the shares, that'll uh, we could do that in one month because I think all of us have read it enough <laughs> Could just do one month of all the of them. The problem, <laughs> I was going to say, we may have I to know. at least double or triple up some of the books just because there are a lot of them. Number one, number two, I'd I'd have to go back and listen to them individually because they all are just this wonderfully woven yeah. tapestry that just kind yeah. of flows together. There is kind of a break, I think, after the first three. There's yeah. a little bit of a break where time passes a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, they just flow right into each other. Yeah, so. the, fir- the first three and then the second set. And then then there's a, a bit of a – it picks right up, but it feels like a different series afterwards. Yeah. Uh, after the – yeah. So. After owner share, so. Well, that is our show for the month, ladies and gentlemen. If you would, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, wherever it is you listen to the show. You can find us at epicallygeeky.com, where you can also find all of the shows that we do, including the Epically Geeky Show, the Creatively Geeky Show. And I think Sustainably Geeky is on hiatus right now. I'm not 100% sure. Like I said, Jen's kind of busy with school and Irelanding things. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not – if we get an episode out, we'll make sure we post it and let everyone know. So, but uh, we're we're continuing on with the Epically Geeky Show and the Creative Geeky Show. So, uh, and then you can always find us on all the uh, social media at Epically Geeky on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Where can we find you online, Ray? Uh, on Instagram as the Reluctant Yeti. Sean, screwing with Wikipedia and uh, your favorite broken toy on Instagram. And as always, you can follow my individual wacky adventure online at Optimus Machine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night.
This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 